You're listening to the King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingswisbeach.org.uk. So this week, um, I'm going to be finishing a sermon series that we've been looking at for the past five weeks. Today is the sixth week of it. We're finishing that off. The next week is a special family service, and then we're starting a new sermon series the week after that. We will be looking at Paul's missionary journeys, um, and then we'll be doing that for six weeks, and that then takes us neatly up to Christmas. So that's good. All right, so today is the last of the series. Let's just pray as we begin. Jesus, thank you for what you've been teaching us. Thank you for your word to us. May you give us ears to hear what you're saying to us today, both collectively as a church and also as an individual. And may you help us to live out what we believe. Amen. Just checking with Anna just before we start. Have all the relevant record buttons been pressed? Okay, that one. Yeah, there is. Okay, good. So if you're watching online, a very warm welcome to you. Um, I imagine there's quite a few who will be watching this on catch-up, so that would be good. I'm taking my reading today from 1 John, the letter of 1 John, chapter 5. So if you have your Bible with you or your Bible app or whatever it is, 1 John chapter 5 verses 1 to 5. 1 John chapter 5 verses 1 to 5. And the title of this sermon today is called You've Got to Have Faith, 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 remembering a song from way back in the day. We'll, we'll come to that in a moment. Let's read 1 John. Here we go. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God. By loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God. To keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So the first question I want to look at today is what is faith. I think that's quite an important one because it's used a lot, isn't it? In our culture, in our world around us, you can go to a a DIY store or, or a home sort of decorating place and you can buy a little stone or a little wall mural that says family, love and faith or, or something to that nature. Um, so faith okay right but but what is that 
you might have instance with somebody um, faith sometimes it's treated as a substance of its own I remember a conversation I once had with, with someone and I think we we're talking about when we were trying to sell our house and it just wasn't selling um, and all this we were just, just talking about this and, and the friend said oh don't worry all you've got to do is have faith. You've just got to have more faith. And I thought, well, okay, right. That, that doesn't make much sense to me with my understanding of faith. It's not something you can just have more of and then something magical might happen because you've had more of it. So there is a concept out there of faith, but, but, but what is it? Okay. It's not, well, we, we've talked about it, it, there is a power in it. And yes, there is. Like the magnets joining the pieces of the, the toy train together, holding them together. Yes, okay. I liken it to a Wi-Fi signal as well. It's a connection. It's a connector. Okay. Faith. But the thing is, it needs to connect you to something for it to be useful or powerful or any good at all. So your connectors of the magnets on the little toy train, it needs to connect you to the engine. You can have as much magnetism connecting the, the bits of train together, but if the engine isn't moving, if it's not connected to an engine, those trains still aren't going anywhere, no matter how good the magnets are. Same as the Wi-Fi signal. It's connecting us to something, to a website or Facebook or wherever it is we want to go. All right? if, if there was nowhere to go, well, you could have as much Wi-Fi signal surrounding you in your house or your room as you liked. But it's not going to do you any good because it's not connecting you to anything. Okay, so faith needs to connect us to something. It's not a power of its own. It connects us to God. It connects us to Jesus. And that is where the power is found in Jesus. The power is not found in faith itself, but found in the one or the thing it connects us to. So yes, we've got to have faith but we've got to have faith in something or someone. So, as I mentioned earlier, I'm finishing off our series on 1 John today. And so far in the series, these are some of the key things that we've learned. We've learned that we need to walk in the light. Becoming a Christian doesn't make us immune to temptation and sin. But we need to be determined to walk in the light and freedom that Christ brings. And we do this by continually building relationship with Jesus. We've also learned that if we believe in Jesus and we have given our lives to him, we are part of his family. We are children of God. And because we are part of the family of God, 
As such, we need to love each other as Jesus loved us. We need to love like Jesus. We've also heard that we stand in a position of victory. That has already been won for us by Jesus on the cross. We need to embody the love of Christ. We love others because we have first been loved by him. And today... We need to place our faith in Jesus because he is the Savior, the promised Messiah. He is the Son of God. So how can we know we have faith in Jesus? How do we know that we are saved and are a child of God and are in God's family and all these things we've been learning about? How do we know this? Well, 1 John quite deliberately gives a set of criteria to separate out the sheep from the goats, those who believe in Jesus, those who don't. At Messy Church yesterday, we looked at um, the parable that Jesus told in Matthew 25 about when he is going to come back again, he's going to separate the goats from the sheep like a shepherd, those who believed and those who don't. And... It's a pretty useful thing to know. <laughs> Not that we are meant to judge people's salvation. God is the one who knows that. It's part of doing Especially important things like who's, who you give permission to speak into your life, for example. Who, you know, who... who, who who can preach or teach you from the Word of God? Who can unpack some stuff? Or who do I turn to if I have a problem and I need some wise counsel? Who do I speak to? So in situations like that, it's, it's useful to be able to tell, well, is this person a Christian? Is what they're going to tell me going to line up with the Word of God? Or is it going to be some, I don't know, strange internet philosophy thing or whatever it may be okay all right so it, it can be important for us to know if someone's a christian or not and here we are told um some of these qualities it all begins with a fact of the christian faith Believing that Jesus is the promised Messiah and the Savior, that he was indeed God made flesh or God incarnate, which just means to be made flesh. If you don't believe this, then you're not a Christian. You're not a child of God. Because this is where it starts. This is where it begins. This is what our belief and our faith is built on believing that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is part of the Trinity. And actually, that's the point where Christianity and Judaism split. 
We agree on loads of all Old Testament stuff. If you speak to a Jewish person, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, this and that and Moses and yeah, 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 and Abraham and Exodus and these kings and these judges. And oh, yes, 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 yes. All that's true. All that's true. And as Christians as well, we go, yeah, yeah, it is. It's true. That's right. But the point that splits, that divides, the, de the defining point comes where we say Jesus is the Son of God. Now, lots of Jewish people say yes, and we, and we refer to them as Messianic Jews because they believe Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior. But there are a lot of Jews who say, ah, 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 no, 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 no. Jesus is not the Son of God. He was an important person, but we're still waiting for the Messiah. We're still waiting for that. So that's, that's where that kind of splits off. Last week I was at an evangelism conference um, in London and a chap there um, who's based in America it was called Randy Newman and he was a very good speaker and I found it quite fascinating because he came from a Jewish background and he did tell some funny stories about sort of coming out of Judaism and, and coming to realize Jesus was the Messiah and becoming a Christian and one of them was he said that there's this there's this rule that his parents had in sort of in Judaism that you don't read the New Testament it's dangerous right it's a dangerous book you don't you don't do it it'll cause untold sin and destruction and all the rest if you, if you read the New Testament um, and through a course of events, a friend gave him one. He never read it because he thought how dangerous it was. He kind of hid it away in a cupboard for years. Somehow took it to university with him, even knowing that he shouldn't read this book. And then something happened in his life and he was searching for answers and he started to read the New Testament. And then he discovered that it wasn't this horrible divisive thing at all. It was actually telling him about Jesus and the Messiah and it was full of love and hope and everything else. Um, and that led him to, to realizing Jesus was the Messiah. For us to believe in Jesus and put our faith in him as the Son of God, it means we can accept both the Old and New Testaments to believe that Jesus is who he claimed to be, one who is equal to the Father and as such demands of every believer the absolute surrender of self to him. And I think that's the main point I want to push home today, is it demands our surrender to God. And this passage points out three ways in which faith's reality is demonstrated in the life of a believer. Number one, love. In verse one it says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone who loves the Father loves his child, in other words Jesus, as well. As we have already learned in this series, when we choose to love Jesus and give our lives to him, we are adopted into God's family. And in so doing, we also choose to love our brothers and sisters. Because we love Jesus, it means we also love the things and people he loves, and we hate the things that he hates. What breaks his heart should also 
break ours. The second thing it mentions is obedience. In verse 3, it says, This is the love of God, to keep His commands. And His commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. You see, as we love the things he loves, we joyfully keep his commands. Our obedience to God's commands are related to love. But they're also evidence of our faith. Now, I'm not saying that we'll never fall, we'll never make a wrong choice. That happens, and we do. If we fail and fall, it doesn't necessarily mean you no longer love God. Okay, you need to ask for forgiveness and carry on loving God and living for Him once again. Keep your heart for God. Keep desiring to please and obey Him. Because obedience is another way in which we can love God. And the third thing it mentions is victory in verse 4. It says, this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Isn't that interesting? You'll only be an overcomer if you believe Jesus is the Son of God. In 1 John chapter 5, it tells us that the world is under the control of the evil one. We overcome the world and the power of sin through the victory Jesus has won for us on the cross. The power of sin is broken over our lives. That means Satan is no longer in control of us. That price has been paid. Remember when I preached the other week about victory and about our authority that we have in Christ? Jesus has given us back our God-given authority. When we choose to follow him, we are no longer bound under the authority of Satan. We need to realize that and live in the victorious authority that Jesus has delegated to us, which is so much stronger and so much bigger than anything that Satan can throw at us. And I just love that verse from that section, that greater is he who is within us than he who is in the world. And he has another great one. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And it's not just earthly knees, because it says, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth that means in the spiritual realm and in the physical realm every knee in heaven and on earth and under the earth will bow because jesus has the victory jesus has all authority and if we believe in him if we are living in him and he in us we are carriers of this victory and this glory. You see, faith and love go hand in hand. Belief and behavior also go hand in hand. 
If we have faith, it leads us to love as God loves us. If we believe, our behavior should start to mirror what we believe. You can't have one without the other. Or if you do, it's merely a poor imitation of the genuine article because they exist and flow together. So, because we believe, let's ask Jesus. Let's surrender our lives to him. Every aspect, every part of life, not just, oh well, the thing I do on Sunday or whatever it is. Every part of our lives. We were talking about finances earlier because this is the time of the month where we bring our finances as an offering to God because it's part of life. It's part of everything. God has given us every good gift. We are stewarding it, but we're stewarding it in a position of surrender, of saying, my whole life is yours, God. Take it and use me rather than this is my life. This is mine. I'm keeping this. I don't want to do that. I'll do this, but I'm not doing that. That's not the attitude. The attitude is to say, God, take me. Use me. Here I am. I surrender to you. So, may our lives reflect the glory of our Savior Jesus. In all we say and do, let us honor him.